Life can be hard, and sometimes you just need an internet bestie to help you out. That's where I come in. Welcome to the Dear Imani Podcast, an advice-based show that reminds you to put yourself first and live in your purpose. And don't worry, I'll always give you the real tea. Need advice or have a story? Send me a message on our Instagram at Dearimani Podcast or Dearimani.com. Tune in every Friday for a new episode. See you there. Sincerely, Imani. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Dear Imani. I'm your host, Imani, obviously. Happy International Women's Day, okay, in Women's Month. It's the whole month of March, okay? We just transitioned easily from Black History Month to Women's Month. So I'm basically just winning. Like, two months about me, I have my birthday, Valentine's Day, Black History Month, Women's Month. Like, Imani is thriving. I'm in I'm in my main character era right now, I will say. And honestly, every woman this month should be getting PayPal or Venmo or Cash App by a man because it's what we deserve. If you're a man listening to this, you should be Venmoing a woman in your life because that's what your job is for the rest of the month. Anyway, it is Women's Month. I'm super excited. This episode is going to be about going to be about women, what we love about being a woman, the hardest part about being a woman, and all those things. But But before that, we are going to talk a little bit, a little chit chat. Um, Last week, I had my friend Andrea on the episode, and I hope you guys enjoyed that. Make sure you go watch Creed 3 because that movie is so freaking good. Like, if you haven't watched the first two, you need to watch those and then go watch Creed 3. But that franchise is just top tier, and it's doing really well in the box office for a reason because it's really that good. I watched it for the second time. The first time, I went with her to the screening, and oh my god, I forgot to tell you guys, like, I literally saw Michael B. Jordan. He and Tessa Thompson and the rest of the cast came to the screen. Screening, they just like showed up because well, it was a screening, so obviously, but they showed up and they were they gave a little speech, talked about the film, and I'm like, <gasps> I was just sitting there like, okay, like they're really out here, you know? Like I feel like no matter what scene I'm in or like whatever wherever I'm at, if I see someone that I know that's like famous or even like an influencer, my brain is like, oh shit, like that's that person in real life. Like I'm never gonna think I'm too cool where that doesn't make me like get butterflies in my stomach seeing somebody famous. <laughs> so that was actually super cool. Um, and then me and Alex went to go see it so he can go see it. And then I saw it for a second time. So make sure you go see that. Just a little shameless plug for my girl because she's in the movie. Um, okay, life updates. So I started two new part-time jobs. I know, I know. Where Where's the time? I don't know. Because as you guys know, I work part-time at Disney in the parades as an answer. I'm a pageant coach and I have this podcast and I'm also pursuing social media and have my YouTube channel. And now I've decided to add two more part-time jobs. And don't forget, I still am, you know, trying to get my business together. It's almost been a year. Isn't that crazy? LOL at me. Um, Because I really want to transition into a different product to sell that actually coincides with everything that I'm doing pageantry wise. So that's why when I said rebrand, I literally meant like change it, (laughs) like completely change it. So um, that's still like in the works and everything. So then I'll add a whole nother factor of my life, like a business. But as of right now, I dance at Disney, I have this podcast, I'm on YouTube doing social media modeling. So Imani, sis, what are you doing? So the first job is I'm going to be working with this company called Italic um, for their social media stuff. So basically I'll be making their reels and like their TikToks and stuff. I did a couple of voiceovers for them um, last week and 
yeah, I'm just gonna be making content for them. And that's like super part-time, but I thought it'd be beneficial because I am into content creation and trying to get better myself. And so that's like a whole nother career path besides myself in front of the camera. I could be working for a brand and I can be working for a brand behind the camera as well. So, you know, I'm just looking for as much experience as possible because they say the richest people have like seven streams of income. So that's where I'm kind of coming from. Like, I'm like, I just want to put myself in all different facets of life. I'm young, wild and free. People say in your 20s and 30s, that's when you really should be just doing literally whatever you want to do. And so that's where I'm at right now. I'm literally doing everything at once. (laughs) So I've had to like really write everything down on my schedule. I remember I told you guys I wanted to be a calendar girl and I have not given up yet. It is March and my calendar is full and I'm looking at it every day because I know me, I'm the type of person that I will buy these calendars, write stuff down for January and then I just forget about it and never look back. But it is March and I am still going strong with this calendar So go me. And I think it's because I just have a lot to do and I have to stay organized or else I'm going to forget something and just be irresponsible. So the second job is I am the new contestant manager for Miss California USA and Miss California Teen USA, which is so exciting because you guys know, obviously I'm a pageant girl. I love pageants, competed in pageants for 20 years and damn, Every time I say that, it makes me feel like I'm so old. And I was talking to a potential contestant for Miss California and I said I competed for 20 years. I just imagine on the other end, she probably thought I was like an older person at that point because I said 20 years, not not realizing I started when I was five and then I, my last pageant was when I was 25, so 20 years. Um, Anyway, yeah. But yeah, so it's a really cool opportunity and job because... I love pageantry and now I'm able to help girls in a different facet. Um, I have been a title holder. I have been a judge. I've been a host. um, I volunteered for pageants and now like working on staff at such a big one like Miss California USA is really exciting. Um, I basically am going to be handling all the contestants, a lot of administrative work. um, And I plan to just keep growing within the system um, as in like I would love to be a director for a for a city or prelim title. I love, I would love to one day host Miss USA or Miss Teen USA as a onstage host or a backstage correspondent or a red carpet correspondent, be a sponsor one day, just, or even shit, own Miss USA. Who knows? The, the opportunities are endless. So I love that I'm officially starting to work with the Miss USA organization on the other end. So this is super exciting. This is like my first like corporate America type of job and I call it like baddie corporate because it's still fun and it's something that I love and it's going to end up being glamorous because it's a pageant and everything, but it's still very much corporate. Like I've been doing a bunch of meetings and emails and phone calls and that is what my days look like. And it's funny because I used to always be like, Like everyone gets on the internet and they're like, I have to check some emails. I have a couple meetings. And I'm like, me and my friend Cha Cha, we're always like emails and meetings, emails and meetings. Like what do people have these emails and meetings? Like what are you guys even talking about? And I I always laugh at it because I always feel like people just say it because they want to seem busy. (laughs) Um, Especially like influencers. I feel like this is kind of segueing, but I feel like influencers feel like they have to justify their jobs. So they always say they have emails and meetings. So that that way it sounds kind of normal like other people even though they probably do have a lot of emails. Like I'm sure there's so many emails like with brand deals and collaborations and events and editing and stuff like that. So I'm not denying that 
there's probably so many emails and meetings with their teams and stuff, but it's just the way they say it and it just cracks me up. Anyway, me and Cha Cha always laugh about that. And now I am an emails and meetings girly. Like, like I literally, my dad would call and he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, just checking some emails. <laughs> like what? Or like, oh, just on some, just doing some phone calls. Like, <laughs> I'm an emails and meetings girl now. So it's giving corporate baddie, which is cool because I've never done like administrative work. Every job I've had has been very entertainment based where like I'm the entertainment. So to like kind of be behind the scenes of something and having to send those emails and follow up with people and handle documents and sheets and stuff is kind of newer to me, but it's exciting because it's a skill set that is going to really help me in the long run with every other career path that I want to take. And if I do plan to like be a director one day for a state title, then that's going to be a lot of administrative work as well. So this is really cool. So overall, I'm really excited. But leading into that, I am also tired as the hell. Tired as the hell. I mess. I messaged my mom today and I was like, I don't like working <laughs> because I'm just dramatic. But um, yeah, working is just something, you know, like you're just, you just have to do it. And uh, my days have this past week have been filled to the whole entire day. Um, just because there's so much going on and I honestly feel so tired and I'm excited to complete this week. That way I can kind of get the idea of what this new schedule is going to be looking like for me. Um, and then once I get in the hang of it, it's going to feel more relaxing because the jobs I'm doing, it's not hard labor besides that damn parade. That parade is hard labor. That shit hard as hell. But besides that, it's not like this hard labor. So if I have a good schedule, then it's going to feel a lot more calm, but Anyway, the house is a mess, which is also contributing to how I feel right now. Like I feel tired and I just feel a mess. And the house was a mess, honestly, since we got back from the cruise. So it's been a couple weeks. It takes me forever, literally forever to unpack my suitcase. And I have the biggest suitcase in the world. So there's just so many clothes in there. Um, so many like little things that I brought on the vacation and it's just annoying. So I leave it there. So it was just, it was just in the hallway. And then because I was such a mess, and I had so much to do. I didn't have time to do my laundry. And my laundry was up to the ceiling once again. So I decided to just take it to go get done because Alex was like, girl, like you need to take the laundry to get done because you don't have the time to do it yourself. And you're going to just keep getting overwhelmed and you don't have any clothes to wear at this point. So just go take the L, spend the money and get the laundry done. So that's what I did. I got my laundry done and I was able to go pick it up today. And he actually ended up having to do the same thing because we're just both pretty busy right now. And it just kind of feels like nonstop. So getting your laundry done is a life hack. Like if you, if you have the means to do so, and it's convenient for you at the moment, get your laundry done. It's going to change your life because they literally fold it. And all you have to do is put it up because the worst part of laundry is folding it, obviously. So putting it up, is as simple as it gets. I just, it's folded nicely, just like the stores. It looks so good. So when I picked it up today, I was like, okay, it's time to clean up. I had a bunch of phone calls for potential Miss California USA contestants. And in between those phone calls, I would like go clean something and then go jump back on a call, go clean something, jump back on a call. Um, so by the end of today, it would be clean. So I'm now sitting in a clean space. Like my glam room is clean. There's no clothes on the floor. It's vacuumed. It's wiped down. Everything's put away. My suitcase from vacation is all put away. My laundry is all folded and put away. My bathroom is clean. Uh, and I just feel so much better. It is crazy how when your space is a mess, you feel a mess. Like I just felt so 
not like myself because I was starting new jobs and it just felt like a lot. And then on top of that, my space was messy and I just didn't feel clear. So then I just felt, so then I just felt like a lot of blah and like really, ugh. but now I feel so much better already just because my space is clean. <sighs> okay. Anyway, I'm also going to go see Mean Girls, the Broadway show next week with Shaloy because she got me those tickets for my birthday, which is super exciting. I am like not a Broadway girl. Like I've seen, I think I've seen the Lion King when I was really young. Maybe the color purple when I was young, but I don't like, it's like a faint memory. But what I really remember since I've been older, I've seen Hamilton and I've seen Wicked, which are like the two most popular Broadway shows. Other than that, I just don't know Broadway like that. But I'm going to go see Mean Girls, which I'm super excited because obviously that movie is iconic. I'm excited to see how the Broadway version is compared to the movie and also what the songs sound like because Mean Girls isn't a musical, so they had to add and make up their own songs. So I'm just excited to see how that all turns out on stage. I also need the outfit because I definitely want to wear pink because, of course, like you have to wear pink to Mean Girls Broadway show. So I need an outfit for that. But yeah, that's basically what's been going on in my life. I'm just overall excited to get back into a routine that makes sense for me and my new part-time jobs because <laughs> your girl is about to be tired and busy, okay? And then on top of that, I still like have my own stuff to do, like my own career a lot, like my own career goals, my own content goals, like also still have to hang out. So like, I'm not going to skip out on a plan, on a brunch, on a party, on a vibe. So I'm going to be everywhere. I'm just going to be busy, whatever. Anyways, like I said, today's topic is celebrating women. Okay. First of all, women are literally like majestic, magical beings. And I say that because I just think about like my, one of my friends, shout out to Mariah. Um, she just gave birth to her son and it is so crazy because one is just crazy. Like when your friend becomes a mom, cause it's like, what your whole mom, like you're a, literally a mother, you know, it's just wild. But not only that, but it's just like you carried a baby in your womb for nine months and you grew eyelashes and fingernails and organs and a skull inside of your body. Like you created a whole nother being. And like, when you really think about that, it's truly iconic. It's like, um, like a portal, you know, like, I don't even know. It just, it like makes my mind blown. The fact that our bodies are able to do that. It is literally crazy. And for that alone, we are literally superheroes because within that same week, the the stomach starts like going down. And then like a month later, a woman's like back at work or less than that. You know, it's just, it's just so crazy what we can do as women and what we put our bodies through. Um, And I feel like it should be commended all more often just because we are truly so incredible and we bring so much to the table. Like I'm just starting off with that because I always think that I've always said that birth is like the wildest thing. Um, but obviously there's so much more to women than giving birth. <laughs> like that's not what we have. That's not the only thing we have to offer, offer. That's not the only thing that makes us magical and amazing. But it's just one of the things that's like, wow, we really do that. There's so many dimensions to us, which is what makes us so unique And that's why I love this month because it truly celebrates women from all facets of life and truly celebrates all women. And that's why I think it's so important to be inclusive during this time as well. So I want to just jump into the submissions. I had asked you guys a few questions. And the first question was, what do you love most about being a woman? 
And for me, it kind of reminds me of that sound, you know, that sound on TikTok. It's like, oh, how I love being a woman. I just, I really just love all of the girly things that we get to do. Like I couldn't imagine being a man because they just seem like they have to fit into this box. Like they don't get to be emotionally or I don't know, like they don't get to be free like us in the sense of like what we get to do, how we get to move around the world. And it sounds kind of weird because it's like men have all the freedom because they're men and they have like more rights than us. But I guess I mean more in the emotional state, like for instance, the emotional or the things that we get to do that are kind of fun, you know, like I get to be obsessed with the Stanley Cup and be obsessed with Team Selena or Haley and get the and get the headband that all the get ready with me girls use on TikTok and get the trendy crop top. Like all those little things is what makes me thrive. Like I love that about being a girl and being a woman. It's like we just take we romanticize like everything. I think that's what I'm looking for. We romanticize everything, which makes us have this freedom to like just have fun and like be free emotionally. We don't have to think about like is um I do I have to be that a strong uh, unemotional person? You know what I'm trying to say? But here are your submissions. So the first one we have is my body is constantly in metamorphosis. It will take many forms throughout my life. I love that you said metamorphosis because it's so true like we literally are constantly changing and that's something that some people would have wrote in as something that you hate about being a woman because our body is constantly changing literally. Um, and that can be, that can be really hard sometimes for women, um, just from weight fluctuation or bloating from your period, or if you have a baby and your body looking different, whether we're losing or gaining weight, either way, like getting stretch marks and just, um, different things like that. Sometimes it's hard for us to see our bodies change, but I love that you, that I love that you use that as something that you love most about being a woman is how your body is constantly changing. It's going to take many different forms throughout your life because that also includes just your mental, your mental state. Um, I think as we get older, we just become more clear of who we are as a woman, um, whether you're changing your career paths or, your life goals or whatever the case may be, we are constantly changing. And I think that's so beautiful as well. So I love that. Number two, I can't choose, I can't choose one thing because I love everything about being a strong woman. Yes, we love to hear it. Um, what's so funny, I kind of wanted to talk about this since I since you said strong woman. I see a lot of discourse, I guess you could say, on on TikTok and social media about being a strong, independent woman um, and like versus the soft life, I guess you could say. And people talk about how they don't want to be a strong woman anymore. Like they don't like just kind of joking about like not wanting to work. I guess it's not a joke. It's kind of serious, but not wanting to work and just live a soft life where maybe your significant other pays all the bills and your life is like you wake up, go get a matcha, go to yoga come back, make a cute little salad, you know, watch your shows. And that's kind of your life and kind of getting away from that strong woman um, type of thing, because it can be a lot of pressure to have to be this strong, independent woman, but then also look a certain way. There's just like so many different factors that go into being a woman. Um, But I think that for me specifically, I think about how I take pride on take pride in being someone that wants to be successful. No shade to anyone that 
you know, wants to have a soft life in the sense of, you know, not maybe not working or just like just have a soft life. But for me, I do like the idea of me being independent and having my own money um, just because I don't want, I would never want somebody be able to be able to hold something over me. Like they pay for everything and then I don't have my own stuff and they have to give me money for me to survive. Like, I don't think, I don't know. I just don't think that any woman should want that for yourself just because you just never know what your life could look like in the future. You just never know. And I think it's better to be safe than sorry. Like you could be listening to this and be like, well, I know like my man would never hold it against me. And I don't think that's something that Alex would ever hold against me if that was our life in the future where I didn't work. But at the same time, I'm going to make sure that's never even a scenario. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that because I'll be damned if I'm asking for money to buy something for myself or I'll be damned if I'm getting talked to about what I spent out of our shared bank account. What? No, ma'am. No, ma'am. So I do think it's cool to be a strong woman, an independent woman and want to have your own. And I don't think that that should be something that should that people should start looking down upon because it's kind of trendy to have this soft life and kind of not do much, I guess. Um, I don't know. That's just kind of my take on it. The next one, what I love most about being a woman is the female companionship. Yes, that is actually probably my favorite part too. Um, it's just the friendships and how we, and this is another example about how we're allowed to be emotionally free. And this is what I mean. Like the female companionship, like we are allowed to be so in love with our friends. And I sometimes feel bad for men because I'm just like, you don't get to experience friendship in the same way that we do a lot of times just because you are taught um, from the moment you were born that you need to be strong and you have to dab up your friends and you don't have to hug them. You know, we're like girls, we are like squeezing the life out of each other in our hugs. Like we are expressing our love for each other, hyping each other up. Um, we'll sleep, we'll sleep in the same bed, have sleepovers. Like we just have to, we just, to, we get to live childlike with the, with our friends, if that makes sense. And that's what I love. One of the, my favorite things about being a girl is that we get to live within that freedom of our friendships and really love on each other. And we just have so much fun because like from the brunches and the mimosas to the girl talks, to the nail, nail days, to just everything that we do as girlfriends, um, is one of my favorite parts of being a woman for sure. And I have the, literally the best friends in the world. Like my mom tells me all the time, people around me tell me all the time how lucky I am to have so many friends and genuine friends too. Like I always see people joke around like, oh, I couldn't even invite five people to my birthday. Like me, sometimes I don't even want to have a birthday because it's gonna. I have so many people that I would want to invite um, because I genuinely have really good close girlfriends and friends just in general. And I'm so thankful and grateful to have that companionship. And I think it's just because... Um, how I am as a person, I only allow people that are like-minded into my life. And then on top of that, all the things that I do are very woman heavy, like pageantry and dance and modeling and entertainment. There's just a lot of women within that industry. Um, and they've all become my best friends. So yeah, I'm just, honestly, I'm just super lucky, but that is definitely one of my favorite parts, the female companionship. Let's do a one more. I love most about being a woman, the amazing intuition. Okay. Okay. That is like 
a skill. So that is like a magic right there. A woman's intuition is literally insane. Like we know everything, everything. And we've talked about intuition in other episodes when it comes to like cheating or, you know, feeling like one of your friends is a snake or red flags or icks, like, you know, whatever it is, like our, our intuition is beyond strong. So always listen to a woman. Like if a woman has a feeling, most likely it's right. I feel like it's just built into our DNA to have a feeling, to have an inkling about something. So y'all better be, y'all better be listening. Okay. Okay. The next one that I asked you guys was what's the hardest part about being a woman? So the first one we have is bearing responsibilities men don't understand. I mean, yeah, <laughs> a man is never going to understand the things that a woman goes through um, just because obviously, you know, just like race, just like, you know, certain races aren't going to understand what another race is going through. Um, I think the downfall of men, though, is that they don't try to understand sometimes or they don't try to actively be an ally for the things that women need or concerns of women. So that's where the disconnect is because it's obviously that men, it's obvious it's obvious that men won't ever understand, but that doesn't mean that you don't you can't try to learn or try to have a better understand understanding. Um so kind of speaking of that, it's like I saw I don't know if this is true or not, but I saw like a state or a country, I don't know, was um talking about giving women pay time off for or paid leave during the week of their period. And you know, I feel like men or people think like, oh, that's just an excuse to get off of work and blah, blah, blah. I'm lucky. Luckily, I am lucky that I don't have bad periods where I don't experience cramps or um, severe mood swings or anything like that. So, you know, that's not something that I can relate to in that degree. But there's so many women out there that have really bad cramps to the point where they cannot get out of bed. They are like on the, they're curled up on the bathroom floor, like excessive bleeding in the first two days. Like it could really be a traumatic experience for so many women. And I think the idea of having paid time off is a hundred percent necessary. I mean, the fact that women's health concerns aren't taken seriously as if it's just like an option, you know, like women are, women have periods. That's just what happens. Like women have periods naturally. Um, and you shouldn't be like disciplined or in trouble for having to miss work because you're having something that is literally like you didn't like put a coin in, like, I'm gonna put my I'm gonna get my period today so I can miss work. Like it literally just comes out of you, blood blood gushing out of you. That's what happens every month. Um, and you know, we should be compensated. Also, another thing, like tampons, why are tampons so expensive? Why are pads so expensive? To me, that should be free. America put it in the budget put it in the budget, baby. Like if everything else is going to cost expensive, like at least I'd rather my taxes be going to free tampons for everybody because it's just, it's crazy expensive. And now it becomes like a luxury for a woman to be able to buy something that we literally need to have. So, you know, those are just things that men won't understand. And that's just one inkling. Like a period is not even, a period is just an example of the responsibilities that a woman has to bear that men just don't understand. But I do think overall all to say that if men tried harder to understand women, I think that um, the world would be a better place. Thank you. <laughs> okay, the next one. The hardest part about being a woman, the constant pressure to fit into a box. We can't be defined. It's our magic. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I would say that is probably the hardest thing. I think that's probably one of like the top five hardest things about being a woman. It's a constant pressure to fit into a box. And even what I just talked about, like the soft life versus being a strong, independent woman, like 
if you have the soft life and you're a stay-at-home mom or people might say, well, that's not a real job or you're lazy, whatever. And then if you're a strong, independent woman, it's like, well, you're not letting a man be a man in your relationship. And it's like, okay, well, what do you want me to do? What do you want? You know, so it's this constant fight of like, what is a quote unquote perfect woman? And there's a thing, there is no such thing. A woman can literally do anything and everything. You have the right to choose how you want to live your life. You don't need to be defined into a box Um, that even comes with our body. Like if you're bigger or thicker, it's like, oh, you're too big. You need to go on a diet. If you're really tiny, it's like, oh, you need to eat a burger. You know, whatever the case may be, it's like you're not small enough or you're not thick enough or you're not big enough. You know, there's just always something that something someone has to say so it can be really frustrating i think for women to figure out you know who you want to be in this world and how you want to navigate your version of your womanhood but the reality is there's just no blueprint you just be like you just be who you are be who you want to be and you just waking up every morning is 100% fine as it is, you know, like you don't need to try to fit into a box. Um, even with career stuff, like, you know, if your career is like a model, then people might be like, oh really? Like she just, you know, she's so vain. But if your career is in politics, it's like, oh, she's, she's bitchy. She's just, she's a loud mouth. She has so much to say, so many opinions, you know, you could just really never win with people. And also you can do everything you want to do. Like what I loved most about competing in pageants is seeing women do everything. Like you're walking the stage in a bikini and six inch heels and a beat face and extensions down to your ass crack. But then on the flip side, you're like running for office, (laughs) you know, or you're changing the world or you're a doctor and you're doing all these things while also competing in a pageant, you know, and people look at a pageant like it's just about beauty and like it's, it's vain and whatever, but like you're also a firefighter. The jobs are endless of what pageant women do. And I think that's just such a great example of not putting yourself in a box because we literally can do every single thing we want to put. We literally can do everything we put our mind to. So I do think that's a hard part about being a woman because sometimes we feel restricted in what we can do and how we can present ourselves to society. Even clothing, as I'm talking, I'm just thinking about new examples. Like even clothing, it's like if you dress kind of quote unquote boyish, it's like, uh, like, you know, that's not cute. You're not being girly enough, woman enough. But then if you dress up all the time, you're always in heels, always have makeup on. You never leave the house without your lip gloss. Then people are like, oh my gosh, she's not comfortable in her skin. She always has to dress up. She's dressing up for men. Like you literally can never win. You can never win as a woman. So what's the point of even trying to win a game that's not meant for you to win? (laughs) You know, like, so I am not even going to play the game. Like I'm going to do whatever I want to do choose whatever career paths, multiple paths that I want to choose, whether I want to have a soft life one day, whether I want to be a strong, independent woman the next day, that's all up for me to decide. If I want to dress kind of tomboyish one day, if I want to put on heels and lipstick the next day, we can do whatever we want to do. There is no box for us to be put into. (sighs) Yes. Okay. Next one. The hardest part about being a woman is being everything you should be and more. So yes, exactly. Basically everything I just said, like just not putting yourself into a box. So let's do one more. The hardest part about being a woman is constantly being worried for myself when I'm out, when I'm out by myself. This to me is the number one thing of the hardest part about being a woman. Um, And this is just something that men don't understand. And I wish another part, I I wish they tried harder to understand and was more aware of what this felt like for women. 
um, I've seen like kind of funny TikToks um, <laughs> of like gay guys. They're like when they're walking behind a woman at night, they try to like say something like sassy or something. So the girl knows that they're gay. So they don't feel scared because a man's behind them. And like that to me is a being socially aware, you know, but that makes sense for the gays to understand that because obviously a marginalized group to a marginalized group is going to be more aware of situations like that. <laughs> but anyway, um, non-gay men do not understand that concept. So when you are talking to a man or they approach you and we instantly are like clutching our pearls, but then they're still talking to you, even though you're kind of being standoffish, they're not understanding like you're uncomfortable. They should be able to take a step back and realize that we're uncomfortable. And that's coming from a sense of not being able to feel comfortable because it's scary out there. Like we don't have the luxury to just go for, if I wanted to go for a walk at night, I can't do that because I don't know what could happen to me. You know, if I don't, if I wanted to, even me like checking the mailbox, it's like, I wait until the morning getting gas. I wait until the morning. I'm not, I'm never going to stop for gas at night. Like I'm going to plan my day accordingly. So I don't have to get gas on the way home from work when it's dark outside. You know, those are just like small examples of ways that we have to worry. We are always told as you know, don't wear this because of this. Or we're always told, don't put your drink down because you never know if someone's going to try to drug you, you know, and assault you. So we are constantly, since a young age, being told all these tips and tricks to, you know, stay safe. So we're constantly worried about, um, worried about ourselves in different capacities that men just don't simply understand. And so that is definitely the hardest part about being a girl. And I hope that the conversation, um, over time steers away from, you know, even though we should always have to watch our surroundings, that's something that we're going to have to do since for the end of, to the end of time. But I hope the conversation can steer away from don't put your drink down at a party to boys being taught no means no. And don't, don't drug women, you know, like that should be the conversation more. Um, and then men know men that know other boys that, you know, have that quote unquote locker room talk and talk. It kind of takes all of us to make that, to make that change and to, to make women feel comfortable and more comfortable walking the, walking around this world and just being comfortable in, um, where we are. All right. The next question that I asked you guys was what can men learn from women? So I think there's a lot of things that men can learn from women, but I think you guys covered it with your submission. So we're just going to jump right into them. So the first one I have being more in tune with their feelings. Yes, 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 yes. I think the most powerful thing about women is our emotion. And I think that sometimes people are criticized for it, for, you know, women are called too emotional and irrational and hysterical, as they would say. Um, but really that's our superpower is being able to express ourselves and our, and what we're feeling. And that's something that men definitely need to work on just because I feel like so many times, I I think that's what makes them have these big old egos and be the creatures that they are. That's kind of, you know, just stern or they're just, or, or, or if they're abusive or if they're bullies or whatever the case may be, it's stemming from the fact that they don't know how to express themselves and their emotions. And they've never been given the opportunity to do so just because the way society has shaped what a man is supposed to be like, quote unquote. Um, so I do think that's one of our greatest traits is that we can be emotional and we are, we are free to do that. Um, the next one, what can men learn from women? We can cook, we can work, 
we work out and still find time to call our parents regularly. <laughs> I love this one because that is so true. We do it all. There was a lyric in what is what is, what song is it? Oh, Run the World, obviously by Beyonce. Um, she's like, I work my nine to five, but I cut. Oh wait, that's not the part. Oh, she says something about um, we bear the children and get back to business. Yes, that part. Facts. Like we literally do it all, everything. Everything and I like the saying is like we do it all and in heels, which is so true. Like we do we do it all. And like she said, and still have time to call our parents. Like I talk to my parents probably more often than the average person, which I love because I'm really close to my parents and I love them and they're super cool. Um and I actually like them, which is a, a, a huge plus. Um but yeah, like just having the time to call your parents, like yes, the, do that. If you're listening to this and you haven't talked to your mom or dad in a while, call them. Okay. Next one, um, we have men can learn patience, um, being softer, empathetic, the empathetic power we have, um, our empathy, our compassion, our grace, our care, how to be resilient, soft. Oh, I love this one. Empathetic powder, empathetic power in a world that views strength as solely physical. And that is another superpower that we have. I think it's so strong to be emotional um, and to be empathetic. Like strength, like this person said, doesn't just come from how much you can bench press. You know, it comes from your mental strength and how your emotional strength and the things that you've been through, your resilience, it comes from a lot of different factors and not just, you know, the the gym session that you got. And strong doesn't mean emotionless. Emotionless? Emotionless? Emotionless. I think that's the word. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't mean that you're strong because you never express your feelings and you never cry. People that don't cry think that they're strong. Er, I actually think if you don't cry, it's a sign of weakness because of the fact that you're afraid to show that vulnerable side of you. It's so hard and it takes so much strength to be vulnerable. Like to tell someone how you feel to tell someone your real, your truth is so much more difficult than just like hiding behind a shield. It's so much easier to just say, I'm good, you know, or not shed a tear because you don't want someone to like see that side of you. So I think it's incredibly strong to be emotional. And like this person said, the only view of strength is not just physical. Yeah. But all in all, I mean, I think there's a lot of things that men can learn from women. And it's not like this episode is not just about to talk about men versus women, but obviously that's, you know, the kind of the conversation because we're celebrating women because we we celebrate women because of what we've, you know, had to face throughout history and what we face through now. And that's, you know, a lot of the times the cause because of the, because of what men have put women through and the laws that men have made, um, the, the the things that we're still seeing play out today. So when talking about women and what we go through, men do have to be brought up a lot because and that's just the reality. <laughs> but all in all, I'm just so honored to be a girl. Like I truly love it here. Like it, it is just I, I do, I do, I do, I do. Like from the outfits, and those are all materialistic things, but the outfits, the girly girl things, like just everything, the friendship, the the cutesy, the vibes, like it's just so much fun. It's so cute. It's so cute. Um, so I kind of wanted to end this episode with some women that I think that you should follow on social media. Um, we're all on social media, and I think it's important to surround yourself with amazing women that you can look up to that are encouraging. Um and, you know, 
you should have that in your life, in real life. But if you're going to be on the internet, you might as well follow some influencers that are positive and that are going to make you feel good too. And there's so many out there. Like I try to follow girls that I can look up to, girls that I admire, girls that I look up to their career and just how they how they are, um, their mindset and all of that. I like to make sure my timeline is filled my timeline is filled with incredible women. So I'm just going to give you four people that I think you should follow because, well, I'll just tell you the reasons. So the first one, I'm going to start off with one of my best friends, Samantha Neeland. Oh, Trumbo, because she is a married woman now. But Sam, she was a former Miss Hawaii USA and Miss Hawaii Teen USA. So we know each other from pageantry. You've probably heard me talk about her, seen her on my social media before, but I was her maid of honor at her at her wedding last year, which was beautiful. But I chose her um, as someone you should follow because she posts a lot of uplifting reels and videos that are about like building your confidence and your um, mindset and kind of mental health stuff. And I think that um, if you're ever if you're ever feeling down, her page is a good page to kind of like get some tips on how to be confident and change your mindset. So go give her a follow. Um, the next one is a YouTuber and TikToker named Monet McMichael. She's like pretty much, she's pretty famous on TikTok now. She's a lot of followers, but I really like her because she's just such a girl's girl. Like I love girl's girl because that's, that's the type of person I am. If you're not familiar with that term, girl's girl, it basically just like is someone that does everything for the girls. Like you're not looking for necessarily male attention. Um, you like to be around girls. You just love all the little things I have to do with friendship and being around. Like just a girl's girl, and that's someone. That's who I am through and through. Um, and that's who what Monet McMichael is. Like she's so fun on her TikTok and YouTube. She's so relatable. Um, and she just posts really good content, whether it's like makeup or fashion or the events that she's doing, she's just always going to have high energy and just make you feel good. Like if you go to her page and you, once you leave her page, you're going to be like, ah, that was exciting. That was fun. And I think that's, what's important to see on your timeline. Um, the next one is Remy Ashton. She's from the podcast, pretty basic. And she's like an OG YouTuber. Um, and her personality is the same. She's very outgoing, super bubbly and, I feel like that's my personality too. So I love watching other girls that are really bubbly and it just makes me happy and smile because I don't know. I just love the feeling of girls that are like over the top with their niceness because I just think it's super cute. But Remy Ashton is another really positive person to follow. She does really cool cooking videos and lifestyle vlogs. So if you're just looking for someone that you can, that you can watch that feels like you're listening or watching your bestie, then Remy is definitely someone you should be watching. Um, another person, well, kind of two people, um, Whitney Simmons, Whitney Simmons is a fitness influencer. Um, and she's been a fitness influencer for some years. She has a fitness app. Um, but besides spreading the message of a healthy lifestyle and mental health and just being the best version of yourself, she also is very transparent about a skin condition that she has. And, um, she shows, um, she shows it a lot on her Instagram. She wears really cute, um, workout outfits, but like they're shorts and crop tops and they reveal all of like what she has on her skin, which I think it's really cool that she's so transparent about that. So she's just another person that she's a business owner, um, very, very successful in her industry, but she's just also very relatable and a sweet demeanor about her that makes you feel like you can do anything. Um, and her gym content is really helpful. Like she's a person that no matter where you are in your fitness journey, wherever size you are in your fitness journey, um, whatever that looks like for you, 
um, you will feel comfortable watching and trying to do her workouts because I feel like she makes it for everyone. Um, another person that I'm going to add to this list, um, that's a, someone that I know. Her name's Emma Loney. I had her on the podcast before, actually, um, and she spreads the message of body positivity. She is a plus-size model and has worked for a lot of big brands. Um, she's competing for Miss Wisconsin USA, so hopefully she'll be the first plus-size woman on the Miss USA stage, but a lot of her messaging on Instagram and TikTok is about body positivity, um, so I feel like she's another great person for you guys to follow. Um, there are so many other women that I could shout out that are, are my friends that post a great content that are really positive are people that are influencers that I follow that I think are great um, people to follow. But those are just like a couple that I just wanted to shout out um, just because I follow all these people and, and they always put a smile on my face. So I hope that they do the same for you. Uh, I just think it's really important to be able to have um, people to look up to and people that you admire that make you want to be better each day. For Imani's final thoughts, continue to be the baddest bitch out there. And that's it. Like, I think all of you are that girl or those girls or whatever. All of you. So lead with that. When you wake up in the morning, tell yourself, I am that girl and pursue your day as such. Okay? You heard it here first. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. Make sure you leave a five-star, please, and thank you. I'm excited to have my guests for next week. I think that's still happening. We will see what happens next week. But anyway, thank you so much for listening. Happy International Women's Day. Happy Women's Month. Keep celebrating the amazing, extraordinary women that are in your life. And I will see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast. You can watch the full episode on YouTube and make sure to send in your stories and questions at dearymoney.com. Reminder, I am not responsible for the outcome of any advice you take from me. Unless it's good, then I get all the credit. See you next week. Mwah!